Yes, it's time for another Bent News Update. I'm Ray Coog. I'm Marcus Goldman. And when you need to know... Our top story this week, Marcus, started as like one of the stories of the week and quickly turned into a major headline. We heard that Peter Gabriel was going to tour in England and in Europe. And then, right as we approached deadline, the real story, the headline of the week... On BrooklynVegan.com, I see Peter Gabriel will release his 10th studio album, Input Output, in 2023, his first album since 2011. I'm curious as to what inspired him to want to release a new record, and as well, I am extremely excited to hear what he has to put out. His albums have been consistently great over the decades. You'll see the symbol, it's lowercase i slash lowercase o. That's input, output. And we'll get more info about songs and when we're going to hear it as soon as we can right here on the Bent News Update. Gabriel says he will cross the Atlantic sometime next year as well. It finally happened, Marcus. Metallica down to Florida to play a big show to honor our friends John and Marsha Zazula. Yeah, what a show that was. We've had the pleasure of seeing pictures and video through Ricky Zazula and her family, as well as Metallica on Facebook, and it looked like it was one hell of a show and a proper way to honor two great metal people. Heavy on the Kill 'Em All Ride the Lightning era when John and Megaforce were involved with the band the most, They were like parents to them in the early days, literally living with them at one point. And the show happened down in Seminole at the Hard Rock. Great to see them. And the picture of Lars and James with the girls kind of got my heart a little bit, Marcus. The great John and Marcia Zazula paid tribute by those who love them most. You know, Marcus, whenever you hear that Stephen Wilson is involved in a new project, it's good to pay attention because... In this case, it was the most unlikely pairing, working with Guns N' Roses. (laughs) I know, I was shocked when I read this headline, but I was extremely pleased when I heard the fact that he did a remix of November Rain and totally spiced it up a lot. He, a porcupine tree, got in there with a 50-piece orchestra and really fleshed it out and did his thing with it. And if you know Stephen Wilson's work, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Look for it as part of the Super Mondo box set to celebrate Use Your Illusion's 30th anniversary. Marcus, it might be time for me to go to the movies because Neil Young's Harvest Time, featuring a lot of previously unreleased material from the Harvest era, is going to the movies on December 1st and some select encore showings on December 4th. A limited chance to see it before it goes to video on the big screen. I love the fact that documentaries with unseen footage like this are popping up everywhere because... There's so much history involved with these albums, with these artists, with these times. With today's technology, we get everything in real time. And so to be able to come back to these old found videos and audio recordings and pictures really makes a big difference. I'm looking forward to seeing this documentary. 
For me, it's a flashback to a time when I first wore thermal tops and flannels with work boots and jeans. You know the uniform, and it started with Neil Young in the early 70s. Now, a guy who we both like who worked the later scene that used that same kind of a fashion statement, Eddie Vedder at Pearl Jam, was on the radio. I think it was on satellite radio recently, and... He told about the time when he got punched by Paul McCartney. And I thought when I saw that headline, I thought that can't be right. right? But it turns <laughs> out, it turns out Paul was telling a story and he and Eddie were near each other. They happened to be in the same space. And as Paul was gesticulating wildly telling this story, he clubbed Eddie right in the side of his head. And he said that the swelling was great. He felt it for days and was kind of sad and it went away. He had a beauty mark courtesy of Paul McCartney. <laughs> can't buy me love, and you can't buy that either. <laughs> I did a what when I saw this one this week. Ozzy Osbourne announcing that OzFest will be the first real-life festival set to stage in the metaverse. In the lineup, well... You can't have Motorhead unless it's pre-recorded, but you get the idea. Megadeth, Black Label Society, Skid Row, The Raven Age, and Britoff. Just to name a few, you know there's going to be more, right? Oh, totally. This is really interesting how they're going to do it, and I'm curious to see if they can execute it. It's uh, going to take place in uh, the virtual world at... Decentraland? Decentraland, and it's... Whatever from, that is. Yeah, from November 10th through November 13th. As part of the Decentraland Metaverse Music Festival set upon two stages, it will be free for all to attend and no VR or headset required. Somebody invented a VR headset that can kill you if you die in your video game. What? Yeah. Well, at least that was a story that showed up on some of the tech blogs. Pretty interesting. And he said he only made one. Weird stuff. When I check a tech blog, I usually find out something like this, like... Geezer Butler, speaking of Ozzy and his gang, has apparently solved the Twitter financial issue for what's-his-name. <laughs> he says, if Twitter needs help paying the bills, my vote is to charge 666 That's $6.66. <laughs> he says it's a controversial decision to charge users for the blue tick as well. As he called it, that's the check mark and all that, you know, all that. But isn't that funny that Geezer's sitting there thinking about, hmm, hmm, how can I do that, you know? 666 is the perfect number. <laughs> yeah. And my favorite comeback in all of this kerfuffle over the check mark, Stephen King can be counted on to always coin the perfect phrase. He said, quote, fuck that, they should pay me, end quote. <laughs> He's right, though. Yeah, and are you going to argue with them? Nope. Nope. No chance. Nope. 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 Big Hoob and Marcus Goldman together on the Bent News update. I don't know if you saw the latest installment of uh, Fripp and Toya. Of course I did. A little uh, cramps yeah. action, dude. Real. That's right. The cramps. Can your pussy do the dog? And you can fill in the blanks, but you don't have to. They've got it up as part of their Sunday lunch thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, and I love uh, Robert Fripp's bunny rabbit uh, makeup and ears as well. Yeah. <laughs> Great video. Go check it out. We'll put the link up on our website and on this episode. Hilarious.
Sad passings this week, including at the top of a trio of losses, is Joe Tarsha from Sigma Sound. He was the man who sculpted the sound of Philadelphia that went on to be Philly International and all the other stuff that came from it. It all came from Chinatown, Sigma Sound. Joe Tarsha was at the controls, crafting all of it, passed away this week, and was so sad to hear it. Uh, We loved the man, and I loved his studio dearly. His resume is incredible with bands like the OJs, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, Patti LaBelle behind him. Incredible work and beautiful sound he made. Almost everyone knows the voice of Dan McCafferty, the original lead singer of the band Nazareth. He passed away this week at age 76. You know him from Love Hurts, Hair of the Dog, and all those great songs they did. Retired from Nazareth in 2013, he'd had a long time struggle with COPD. That's what took him from us. Dan McCafferty, gone. Another sad bit of news to make it to our news desk this week from Jamaica. Tyrone Downey of the Whalers died last week. According to friends and local promoters, he had been ill, but I don't think that they were thinking he was going to pass. Tyrone Downey of the Whalers, joining Bob on the next level we always try to correct ourselves and invite you to do the same by emailing us at imbalancehistory at gmail.com when you hear something that's gone awry on the podcast. On last week's Bent News, in a story about Jerry Lee Lewis's passing, I called them the millionaire quartet that worked with Mr. Phillips down there at Sun Records. It was actually called the million dollar quartet, and I think it matters, and I just wanted to set that straight. And this upcoming Monday, a new episode. We will be diving into the Ramones. It will be a short episode. Ha, 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 ha. Like the songs. (laughs) But it is a fun ride. The Ramones, so important in the history of rock and roll. And in fact, Marky Ramones Blitzkrieg is hitting the road over November and December. So check them out, possibly in a town where you live. If you love the Ramones, you're going to love this episode. And you will find out what Ramones names Marcus and I take as part of the episode. That's worth tuning in for right there. And that's going to do it for this edition of Bent News. Signing off, I'm Ray Coob. I'm Marcus Goldman. When you need to know. Get bent.